BG Mania, a video game music podcast for April 10th, 2021, is presented by leveldowngames.com. You're listening to Splatak from Splatoon, released May 29th, 2015, composed by Toro Minigishi and Shiho Fuji. Welcome to another episode of BG Mania, a video game music and discussion podcast brought to you by leveldowngames.com. I'm Brian, and if you're new around here, what we like to do on this show is challenge ourselves to never play the same track more than once, except for special occasion episodes. Each and every week, we'll sit down and chat about a particular topic, theme, game, or composer while listening to some really excellent music, sometimes even multiple times per week. Do us a quick favor if you don't mind, head on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to us and leave that five-star rating and a review so we continue to climb those charts in terms of search results. Today on BG Mania, we're doing a listener request that came in back at the end of February to BGmania at leveldowngames.com, just like you can submit ideas, topics, and tracks to for upcoming episodes. This one came to us from Palmer, who asked, with Splatoon 3 coming out next year, if we could do a Best of Splatoon episode consisting of the best tracks, in our opinion, from the first two releases. And yes, yes, we can do that. I've invited Jessica to sit in the studio and listen to the tracks with me and chat about the games. But before we bring her in, let's continue our picks from the original Splatoon. How we kind of set this up, you know, I just split it seven and seven. So our first seven tracks are from Splatoon with the opening track and our last seven tracks, including the closing track, being from Splatoon 2. So we should have two blocks apiece and then the opening and closing tracks. Uh, What we're going to do is kick to another block from Splatoon and then Jessica and I will be back right after that. You're listening to Seascape from Splatoon, released May 29th, 2015, composed by Toro Minigishi and Shiho Fuji. Mm-hmm. 
You're listening to Crackin' Up from Splatoon, released May 29th, 2015, composed by Toro Minigishi and Shiho Fuji. Listening to Quick Start from Splatoon, released May 29th, 2015, composed by Toro Minigishi and Shiho Fuji. And we're back in here and we are joined once again. It has been a little while, but Jessica, welcome back to the show. 
Hello, guys. Thanks for having me. And I, I told you, if you remember the last time you were here, that uh, you would be back at the beginning of this month for a a, a fan-submitted episode topic. And, uh, yeah, somebody somebody wanted us to go ahead and cover Splatoon because we really haven't played that much music from the Splatoon franchise on the show before. I mean, in our defense, we don't really play much of Splatoon in general. Well, I mean, you've played it. Yeah. Me, not so much. No, I don't think you've played it at all. Um, specifically talking about the music, we've only actually played the credits music from the first game. And I don't even remember what episode that was on. It may have been the credits episode, but... I don't know that to be a fact because I think that credits episode was much later in, in the cycle of, of podcast episodes. So it probably was just an old radio hour. Um, I have no idea. Yeah, me neither. But <laughs> I, I I am glad to be playing music from Splatoon on the show today because, one, it is, it is well overdue. I mean, the soundtracks are incredible. Um, you, you know, it, it's funny because a lot of the music in Splatoon mm -hmm. gets drowned out by the, you know, the splattering of the ink and, and the chaos of it being an arena shooter. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so you're not really, you know, focusing so much on the music that is there, but it actually is quite good. Um, you, you know, it is... Uh, it's different, but it's good. Splatoon was always uh, probably designed to be good because of of the team within Nintendo that was working on it uh you, you know being kind of this new concept headed by Shintaro Sato who was previously kind of working on the Animal Crossing franchise and a lot of the like team if i remember correctly back when this released in 2015 like they were kind of i think they did what was it new leaf and then they moved on to Splatoon. And then everyone was like, well, I wonder if Animal Crossing will be next. And it turned out that it wasn't. You know, they did Splatoon 2 next. Yeah. So I have a lot more experience, I guess, with, with the original Splatoon. Because I remember when it released on the Wii U, uh, I, I believe we bought it the day that it came out. I actually think we may... Um, I can't remember where we bought it at. But I remember jumping in on the day that it came out. And I remember... Because we didn't play a lot on the Wii U, mm -hmm. but I remember when this one specifically came out, Splatoon, the original game, uh, when we were first trying to learn how to play it, we were passing back the, you know, the, the, the tablet for the Wii U back and forth because that was the, you know, the controller, so. Because didn't um, the Lego game that I was playing come out around that time? Uh, roughly, yeah, probably, okay. probably 2015, 2016-ish, yeah. I was playing yeah. that game a lot. Yeah, yeah, that was on the Wii U, and then it got... I think it got brought back to the Switch, and I think you may have played it on the Switch as well, but I don't remember. Um, I think I started to, and then I just ended up, I was yeah. like, I already played it. So. Yeah, that may have been the case. But uh, the the tracks that we started out there with in that first block of music, Seascape, Cracking Up, and uh, Quick Start, two of them, Seascape and Cracking Up, are, are, are music that plays, obviously, just in the background during... I, I, I can't remember if those are, like, actual names of, of stages in the game. I can't remember if those are the ones or if those are just cleverly named based on the stages in the game. But yeah. those are definitely background tracks there. And then I, I don't remember specifically with, with a title name like Quick Start. I really like that track, mm -hmm. but I don't specifically remember where it is in the game because there is no like Quick Start for Splatoon. They all, you know, matches kind of start the same, so... I'm not 100% sure where that one plays, but I did like it when I listened to the soundtrack for this episode. I mean, so. I, they're just, they're fun. Yeah, they're definitely fun. They're very, just, they're, they're, again, they're interesting, but fun, and that's what we like about them. Well, the soundtrack was headed up by, uh, by, by Toro Minigishi, who, you know, is one of the more popular composers within Nintendo, who has been around and done a lot of things, but specifically, you know, people kind of attribute him to a lot of the more you know, like Majora's Mask, Twilight Princess, um, era of the Legend of Zelda music. He did stuff for The Wind Waker as well. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, more more recently has been heading up Splatoon, Mario Kart, and I, I think he even did Super Mario Maker 2. So. Hell of a resume. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's definitely <laughs> one of the more popular resume. names. Good gracious. Um, definitely one of the more Good popular... I guess '90s names because he, you know, his, his first thing was Pokemon Stadium yeah. for the Nintendo 64 that released here in '99, 
because a lot of the other composers, you know, that are more famous with the Nintendo, they all started back in the 80s and the early 90s. So I guess like he's more, you know, one of the, the newer ones, but there's even newer ones since then. So I guess you can really say like the, the second generation if we're on the third generation, I guess. I have really no idea what I'm talking about at that point. But the, 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 <laughs> Sounds the, good to me. <laughs> the music was always, you know, I mean, it's always going to be good when he's involved. And then with Shiho Fuji also on the soundtrack, it's just a lot of fun. Yeah, but, anything with his name on it, we can trust that yeah. it's going to be a pretty much a masterpiece. Yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, the, uh, the one track had some of the, uh, the, the vocals from the actual octolings that are, you know, the actual characters that you're controlling within Splatoon and the squids. Um, silly question, but is it just a computer animated like voice kind of like what they do at Tomodachi? Or... I'm not a hundred percent sure. Oh, okay. I, well, I, I didn't know if like someone's actually going in there like, well, I'm not, I mean, maybe <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not. Know. I'm not 100% sure how they, they, they probably just did it. On, you know, similarly, it is the Animal Crossing team that developed the game again, and you think of how the characters talk in Animal Crossing. Yeah, that's so probably a better example of it. They, yeah, uh, I wasn't they, sure they, they do have a signature like style, so um, it, it fits. Yes. But uh, we're going to go ahead and cut to, because we split this episode up, we, you know, we're doing seven from Splatoon and seven from Splatoon 2 to get to our 14. You know, the first track that we opened up with was Splatoon. The last one we close out with will be Splatoon 2. So we got three more coming up from the original Splatoon. Let's go ahead and cut to those, and then we'll be right back after that. You're listening to High Color Evolution from Splatoon, released May 29th, 2015, composed by Toro Minigishi and Shiho Fuji. You're listening to Ink Me Up from Splatoon, released May 29th, 2015, composed by Toro Minigishi and Shiho Fuji.
You're listening to Octo Weaponry from Splatoon, released May 29th, 2015, composed by Toro Minigishi and Shiho Fuji. And we're back, and yeah, that last track that we listened to there, Octo Weaponry, that one's different. Uh, definitely different, but I, I really dig it. It's groovy, it's funky. He and... sounds like he's burping. Well, I guess a little bit. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like he's burping the vocals. I mean, I, I'm not saying that's bad. No, I know, I know, it's of a course. Great technique. No, I, mean, I just. Uh, <laughs> it's definitely, okay. a, it's, it's, it's a fun track. Um, Maybe lo- not the strongest one in the in the bunch, but hey, it's still good. A lot of the uh, a lot of the tracks uh, that they did for Splatoon, you know, they they carried over into Splatoon two, and I'm curious now that um, you know the Nintendo's already announced Splatoon three in the works for the Switch mm-hmm. uh, coming next year. I'm 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 hopeful that we'll see a lot of those tracks carry forward into Splatoon three, just you know with with a new twist and and sounding somewhat slightly different. So. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, but I, I definitely have a lot more experience with the original Splatoon. Uh, I put way more time into... I mean, I barely played Splatoon 2, which we'll talk about when we get to that one. But um, the original Splatoon, I actually... You got pretty good at it for a while. Well, I tried, and, I you, you know, I'm not, I'm not great at shooters in general. Um, I'm typically pretty terrible at them. Which is why I tend to, you know, not play them that often, except for campaign modes, which I, I do pretty well at. But you do I, get at Dead by Daylight, but that's not a shooting. Yeah, that's not shooting. That's that's different. You do get at multiplayer. That's not first person. Yeah, I, I suck at shooting games. Is all it comes down to. There's so. nothing wrong with that. <laughs> and then Splatoon, even though it has, you I'm know, I'm not a, good at Super Mario games, and those are really well. Those simple. are platforming games. But I know. I'm just I'm not good at them. So yeah. We all have our our, our downs. <laughs> but you know, this being a a, a shooter more or less, just with, you know, a, a different style. I, I 
was never that great at it, but I, I did put a decent amount of time into it, and I tried to get good, and, it, you know, it, it just really never happened, and I slowly started falling away from it, but when they announced that Splatoon 2 was going to be coming up, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I was really excited for it, because... It, it looked cool. It like did. From the, I mean, from everything the about Nintendo, it was, was a um, huge improvement. Announcements and yeah. stuff that they do monthly? Yeah, the, well, the, the that, direct, they, that they yeah. used to do, and that they don't do them that much anymore, but... Yeah. We miss um, but yeah, I mean, they were really cool, like, the actual things of it. I was actually thinking about playing it for a little bit there, but again, I just never got around to it. But I did watch you for a while. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I was I was looking forward to the game, and, you know, I, I wanted to really, really try to get better at the game because there's there's a lot to like there and there's a lot that I do appreciate about Splatoon and, and I would like to stick with it more but for some reason Splatoon 2 when it came out it didn't hook me and, and yeah I, I didn't stick with it for longer than probably a few weeks and then I remember trading it in towards something else that was coming out that you know because I'm pretty sure by that point I was not working fully and uh, I tend to sell things that I don't need to buy new things so Um, We're going to kick to our first block of music from Splatoon 2, since we're talking about it here. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I think most of the music we're actually playing from Splatoon 2 today. The soundtrack uh, for for Splatoon 2, I thought, was actually a lot stronger. And um, the stage themes were, you know, there were definitely more stages as well. But the stage themes are actually pretty good. So I think... All I actually think all of them are stage themes that we're going to listen to. So let's kick to the first three, and then we'll be back after that. You're listening to Incoming from Splatoon 2, released July 21st, 2017, composed by Toro Minigishi, Ryo Nagamatsu, and Shiho Fuji. This is Kyle, and one day you can be too. Every Friday, I host what is soon to be your favorite podcast. 
the media files. Me and one of my best friends talk about pop culture happening so that you don't look like an uncultured swine during those boring water cooler conversations. Laughs are shared, tears are cried, and sometimes we have really interesting special guests that you might be familiar with. Download the media files wherever you download podcasts. And remember, be kind, be honest, and we'll see you later. You're listening to Rip Entry from Splatoon 2, released July 21st, 2017, composed by Toro Minigishi, Ryo Nagamatsu, and Shiho Fuji. You're listening to Undertow from Splatoon 2, released July 21st, 2017, composed by Toro Minigishi, Ryo Nagamatsu, and Shiho Fuji.
All right, so that was Incoming, which I actually think may have been the, the title music for Splatoon 2, so I guess everything wasn't a, a, a stage theme. But uh, the other two, Rip Entry and uh, Undertow, I, I definitely know were, were part of the actual, you know, stage themes. And for, for the soundtrack for Splatoon 2, you know, it was Toro Minigishi and Shio Fuji again, but they added Ryo Nagamatsu, who you know, started, you know, coming up within Nintendo as well, and his name pops up all over the place as well now, so the the soundtrack, like I said, if you listen, and there's more tracks available for Splatoon 2 than there are in the original Splatoon, now Splatoon 2 is a, you know, a much beefier game, so it did yeah. require more music, but they also did that um, expansion pack for Splatoon 2 called uh, I, I I, the Octo something. I, I mean, Wikipedia just says Octo Expansion. I can't remember if they actually had an actual name for it or not. Splatoon 2 Octo Expansion, I guess, is just oh, what it says I here. I remember the more but, of like the LED yeah, type Well, of sort of, yeah, but they oh, also they, they introduced the um, the the Octo, Octoling Agent 8 or whatever, and it was the first time that you were actually able to play as the Octolings instead of the squids or whatever. So oh, that's, that's why it was right. a big deal. But that that expansion's actually quite lengthy, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, that's and good. and there's a lot of music from it as well. Uh, and it was a, a you know a, a single player expansion. So that is one thing that you know by that point you know I had already sold Splatoon two and I didn't go repick it back up to play through it. I probably would have really enjoyed that expansion. I say, you probably would have liked that expansion more than the actual. Yeah, but like, that didn't come out till like June yeah. 2018, and the game came out well, in July I mean, of 2017. So. You find it on sale. It's not like you can't pick well, it up at a later time. With Splatoon 3 coming next year, I, I don't care anymore. Oh, kinda, yeah, technically. definitely. Yeah. I don't really care at this point. Uh, because much like Splatoon 2, you know, after, you know, we haven't seen much yet on Splatoon 3. We've only seen that initial trailer from the Direct uh, two months ago. But I, I am hopeful for Splatoon 3. I'm going to give it a shot when it comes out next year, as I usually do yeah. with pretty much everything. Yeah, um, yeah, I pretty much, uh, you know, buy everything as, as you know, but yeah, as of the end of last year, uh, Splatoon 2 had actually sold almost 12 million copies, you know, which, uh, wow. me, me, I think in the first one only sold like five and a half or 6 million or something like that. So, so it's definitely, popular, it, it, it grew nice. in popularity immensely, especially, you know, with, with the Switch's sales being so, so much stronger than than the Wii U sales, there are more people that are you know capable of of jumping into games like Splatoon, uh, like Xenoblade Chronicles, like Tokyo Mirage Sessions. These games that you know they they all ported over from the Wii U that are getting releases on Switch now. I mean, it makes sense because there's more people to buy it. Yeah, so. and plus the Switch is so versatile because yeah. you can either play it as just the handheld or you can put it into the TV if you buy that one in particular. Yeah, and, and you know, rumors keep persisting that a, uh, a Switch Pro announcement might be on the horizon. I did see with their, you know, 12.0 firmware update, they, they did find new evidence of a new dock which Ooh. supports 4K output, so... Uh, Guess who's you know. not getting that? Because you just got the Demon Hunter one. <laughs> Guess who is getting that and trading in probably a different one for it? <laughs> oh my goodness, not mine. I love mine. No, we'll just trade in something else because, you know, we, we'll, we'll have to have it. But, uh, of course. Um, yeah, they, 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 they probably, because they did just announce that digital E3 this week, uh, you know, taking place June 12th to the 15th, if I remember correctly, uh, Nintendo is planning to do something there. Uh, hardware would make sense, so we'll see what they do. Ooh, um, be interesting to see. But they're not replacing the Switch. I mean, it would just be like you An know update, the yeah, of like sort of like the, a middle of the, the road gap. Yeah. yeah. Sony and well, and see, you can't even say middle of the road gap anymore because we're already in 2021. The the Switch is you know four years old this year. Nintendo typically runs on a five year cycle, so I honestly wouldn't honestly put it past them to surprise a lot of people and and even announce something that people aren't that's expecting just that's just new uh that that would be say backward compatible with the original switch so that way you'd still be able to play all those games and you're not kind of like screwing out a bunch of people i was gonna say it would almost be like an f like i would almost be more upset if they did that because i'd be like i just yeah the switch. so yeah. i agree if they do that and they make it backwards compatible then yeah that's definitely but but you'd still like idea. releasing games exclusively for that new hardware which inevitably is going to happen yeah uh probably as soon as you know release with breath of the wild too 
if it ends up being a new system. I mean, I, I even if it's not like Breath of the Wild. Use that as a selling point to try to push them to get the next one. Well, that's still gonna piss people off because they can't play it on the regular Switch, is what I was getting at. So. Oh. Uh, either way, they're going to be in a lose-lose situation, so they're just going to do, you know, what, what they think is best. So, um, either way, doesn't matter to me. I'll pick it up, and and hopefully it'll be good. But we'll have to see if, uh, you know, what what they end up doing. And of course, we'll probably do live reactions. But that's still two months away. We need to go to our last block of three tracks here from Splatoon Two, and then we'll be back to close out the episode right after that. You're listening to Don't Slip from Splatoon 2, released July 21st, 2017, composed by Toro Minigishi, Ryo Nagamatsu, and Shiho Fuji. Listening to a Dolphin Surge from Splatoon 2, released July 21st, 2017, composed by Toro Minigishi, Ryo Nagamatsu, and Shiho Fuji.
listening to Shipwreckin' from Splatoon 2. Released July 21st, 2017, composed by Toro Minigishi, Ryo Nagamatsu, and Shiho Fuji. really like that last one shipwreck and it has this like almost like in country yeah sort of like this battle between the electric guitar and the fiddle and uh it it reminds me a lot of yeah i was gonna say it reminds me a lot of the charlie daniels band song uh devil goes down to georgia or whatever i'm not a huge fan of country music but uh that 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 song always has been quite good and i i like how they kind of incorporated some sort of elements of that into this track and and I really enjoy it. Like I'm curious what the map looks like. Yeah, I think it was just like a an actual like just ship that was probably wrecked. It's weird because I feel like with this song it would be more I don't remember. so in like a western environment. So that's cool. Yeah. It's different. I would have been like, huh, interesting. Yeah, definitely. Um a lot of the tracks though, like I said, I I picked six of them. Yeah, six, because yeah. the the one was a, a title theme, and we haven't listened to the seventh yet from Splatoon 2, but we will, uh, to close out, as we always do. Um, you could have picked any of the, the stage themes for Splatoon 2, and, and they're all great. Like, mm-hmm. they're they're way catchier, in my opinion, than they were from Splatoon 1. Uh, you, you know, they used a lot more of the, the Vocaloid-type stuff in these tracks than they did before. To me, um, I it, feel it was like more also... rocky as well. Yeah, and, and not they like, also separated this. No Adrian type of Rocky, not that Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> not that Rocky, you know, just oh my regular rock. Regular rock. Yeah. What were you saying? No, I was just saying that like the I like that I've noticed for the second game that the music is different on each. Track. Oh, like because like differently I, themed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I feel like the first soundtrack is very common but still good, whereas I feel like this one is a little bit different takes on different types of sounds and stuff so i just felt like it was more experimental i liked it yeah definitely uh and hopefully you know we'll, we'll be talking more splatoon 3 in the future uh as we learn more over the course of the next few months from nintendo maybe we'll see more at e3 maybe not hopefully there'll be something before that as well since like i said before that's still two months away 
maybe an indie world showcase or something on the, on the way there. But yeah. you know, a, a a smaller Nintendo Direct would also be very welcomed, and maybe that 35th anniversary Zelda video that we're still waiting on too. Um, yeah, probably not. Um, but but you know, we'll be talking more Splatoon 3 later this year as we learn more, and of course next year as it gets closer to release. So I'm sure we haven't uh, you you I should say have not heard the last of Splatoon on this podcast. We'll probably play more music throughout the months on Radio Hour and uh, maybe even do an episode on Splatoon 3 if that soundtrack ends up being good when it comes out. So If you like it enough, maybe you can even stream it on Twitch if you start streaming. Oh, the game? Yeah. If I get good at it, sure. I'm not going to get on there and look like Dan <laughs> and die and spectate every match like he does in Warzone. He wants to show <laughs> his progress so he could watch back at it and see, you know, like, gotcha, like coaches do for football. Yeah, that's what he does. That's what he does. During his free time, yeah. I'm not going to get on there and look bad, so I'll... Uh, <laughs> If I actually get if I get good at Splatoon three, maybe I'll maybe I'll stream it. But damn, that's still probably a year and a half away. So we'll be well. That probably won't come out till like August of next year, maybe even September. I can see that being an August or September game next year. We'll see though. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, Jessica, it was a pleasure having you on the episode today, talking Splatoon music, listening to this this funky soundtrack that exists between both of those games because it is so different but it's so much fun to listen to and it was good having you on the show why thank you it was nice being here again and with frank back on the show now hopefully uh if we can get our schedules lined up as i talked about there at the beginning of the show uh you know if we can get everything kind of lined back up uh you you might not be on so many episodes in the future but we'll still try to get you back as often as we can um, not that you I care. I mean, I would. Not I that would, you care. Yeah, I want the good episodes, like radio hours. Yeah, not that you care. You don't. I just don't have time. I'm busy. <laughs> busy. I'm officially in my busy season. I know, I know. We had to squeeze this in. That's why it's a freaking Thursday night. I say it's so. my bedtime. Anyway, uh, I'll let you get out of here. That is unfortunately going to bring us to the close of the show for this week. We want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of BG Mania, made possible, of course, by LevelDownGames.com. Don't forget to submit tracks, ideas, and requests for future episodes to BG Mania at LevelDownGames.com. Regardless of the podcast service you're listening through, be sure to show your support by leaving a rating and a review, especially if you're listening through Apple Podcasts. We'd also be grateful if you can drop on over to our YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash Games, And make sure you subscribe over there. And if you haven't already, while you're at it, hit up twitch.tv forward slash Games and click that follow button too. Stalking us on social media is perfectly acceptable. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook will be the place to do so. Check the description box for the appropriate links. And of course, in that description box, you will find a link to our Discord server. Click it, join it, and interact with us. Taking us out of this episode, we're going to be taking a listen to Riptide Rupture from Splatoon 2, released July 21st, 2017, composed by Toro Minigishi, Ryo Nagamatsu, and Shiho Fuji. Keep the music playing, and keep it loud.